Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit Foster, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendos, and Larson. Also, Cal. Welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Found right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and found wherever fine podcasts are available. Uh, we just got done watching Extreme Rules. Thank you very much, each and every one who showed up, tuned in to watch our reaction live stream. It was fun. Kind of a weird show. Uh, and, and maybe more, no, not maybe, without a doubt, most importantly of all, thank you, Cal. Hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll say more at the end of the show, but this, these past two weeks have been tons of fun. This is your last official video. This is it. This is it. This is it. There's no more Cal after this. Matter of fact... You guys thought I was going to be around for this no, don't review? Leave me yeah. Just anyway, one more friendos. hour. What? One more hour, please. One more? Please. Oh. One more. Are you, please. Are you sure? Yes, please. Okay. I'll, I'll, Larson, I'll save for you. Thank you. I don't wow. want to leave you, leave you alone with a friendo. I was about to get Shane-style yeah. sweaty. I don't want, I don't want that to happen. I was happen. about to sweat it out. Here we go. Oh, I can't remember what I'm going to say. Oh. No. Oh. Gosh, I forgot the whole pay-per-view. I forgot the whole pay-per-view. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate I mean, that. Wow. Well, I, it's just for all those friendos that were, they're very nice to me. You guys are great. You made it so much fun coming and going in raw. I had a great time. And for the other friendos who are like, I don't like this guy. He's not my type of talk. You know what? Good. You got your wish. I'm gone. Well, and you'll be back. Okay. Well, so I mean, they might they they might try to talk some trash. Yeah, they might talk trash. But Grizzly Cowjack's making a return eventually someday, and, and you won't speak in that trash no more. The doors are always open here for you, Cal. That's right. Always. You know what? Grizzlies they like trash. All right. I'll go in your garbage. I'll find whatever dirt you have. And nothing, nothing is more trash than going in raw. Is that what you're saying? No. That's go, what I'm saying. That's Wait, not no. what I meant. No, that's not what I meant either. No. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track here. Sorry. It's okay. Extreme rules happen. Yes, it kind was. of an odd show. Yeah. Uh, it kicked off with I mean, a match that probably could have been the main event, the Roman Undertaker versus Drew and Shane, and you could easily make the case that that was the best show on the card. I know. You, you start with this. Okay. I'll be honest. When you find out it's Taker helping Roman against Shane and Drew, it's like, oh, what? 
Really? You know, because I don't want to see Drew with Shane first off. I'm getting no. sick of that. No, Drew needs to Claymore him already and go off and do his own thing. Yeah, and then you see Taker come in. You're just like, dude, Taker just had that horrendous Goldberg match. That's the thing. Chip on the shoulder. He had something to prove. Yeah. And, and, man, he tried and for the most part succeeded in proving the naysayers wrong in terms of saying that he doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, exactly. He probably is feeling miserable right now. Dude. He's probably uh, head-to-toe ice bath. Yeah. Um, and, and getting the, the pain rub all over, getting massage, acupuncture. Getting the cups. The cup stuff, cups. all that, everything. Yeah. So he can get out of bed in the morning without feeling like horrible. Yeah. But, man, for that 20 minutes. Dude. It was almost like Undertaker circa 2008. Yeah, he came back like... You think I'm done? I'll show you guys. I, I still, got, I still can move around a little 2011, bit. Maybe 2011, 2008. Yeah. Dude, it, it was great to see Taker like come back and show people that he can still do what he can do. Yeah. Instead of like that slow, methodic, methodical, yeah, methodic. Yeah, the, the terrible match against Gold. Oh man, just that match was like five times longer than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it just I don't know something about like all the matches were fine. Nothing ever transcended fine into great. No, no, it felt like they were all just one pace. Everything seemed just a little bit off. Yeah, didn't yeah, everyone was slow? There was no energy. I didn't feel the energy. Yeah. The only match I felt the energy was the Taker, Roman, yeah. versus Drew and Shane You match. could basically see the chip on Undertaker's shoulder. Yeah. It was massive. And then you could see the blood on his back. Yeah, he got cut up that pretty chip. good. He got cut up pretty good. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, like every match was reasonably entertaining. Just I don't ever feel like any of them uh, went beyond just that. There's yeah. a couple of matches that had kind of finishes out of nowhere. and I don't know. Not yeah. a bad show. It was okay. It was kind of middle of the road. Yeah. I'll say that the... Uh, the Seth Becky match was better than I anticipated until the end. Till the end. Till the end. Uh, let's start with the kickoff show that kicked off with, for some reason, the Intercontinental Title is being defended on the kickoff show, which boggles my mind. You have Finn Balor, who could be face of the company type guy, against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, who is maybe the most popular wrestler in NXT history. Yeah. And you have these two massive superstars, and they're curtain jerking, curtain jerking. Gosh, on the pre-show. Yeah. Um, it was a decent enough match. It was better than their SmackDown match. But, again, it was a situation where it didn't felt like it ever took off. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, just didn't have enough of, like, the speed that just didn't – it just was slow pace. It just didn't feel right. I don't know. I just – I wasn't into it. Maybe they weren't into it either. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was an okay match. Maybe, the, maybe it wasn't any of the wrestlers, Cal. Maybe it was us. It's us? Maybe it was us. Maybe we just weren't in the mood for extreme rules today. Has there ever been an issue thing with you where you're watching wrestling and like you you watch it and it's like, you know, this is fine and good, but just isn't doing it for me right I don't, now. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I've just tuned to my own stuff to really care about anything else. I, I got I to gotta leave and think about it. Okay. This. All right. Go, go meditate okay, on that. Okay. I thought about it. It wasn't us. It was the pay-per-view. Okay. 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 Uh, I mean, like the the, the 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 booking of the match in terms of the moves and counters yeah. and reversals, that was all really well done. It was it was like expertly executed. Um, Finish saw Finn go up for a coup de gras. He misses. Nakamura hits him with the Kinshasa to the back of his head. He's like too beat up to make the cover, and then he gets up and hits another Kinshasa. He gets the win. Yeah. The Intercontinental Title changes hands. New IC champ on the pre-show. Yeah. Which is like the workhorse title. Yeah. You. 
That's not pre-show worthy. No, that should be. It's above. Uh huh. That's see. That's the part that gets me. Maybe that was something that made me kind of yeah, set the tone. Just, the tone probably set the right. tone right there because yeah. like you have one of the most prestigious titles on the pre-show, like that just drops the IC title down a bunch. Now imagine if this same match was was took place after the Undertaker one. I felt like we would have had a much better view of it yeah. had it been put on the proper place. Yeah, I on think the it card. would have it would have brought more excitement up to it. Especially yeah. with like the booking of it. Like I thought Kevin Owens match was gonna be on the pre show. Yeah. But it wasn't on the pre show. No. I mean they could have there's a couple matches they probably could have moved to the pre show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but they could have maybe put the well, maybe not the raw tag title one, but that, but that's that's the thing. There's so many titles. It's like how what's right. the justification of putting? I know. Like why is that? I know. You know I don't feel right putting worthy. a title match on the pre-show. I know. It's almost like any match that did not have a title on it can go to the pre-show. Well, then you're talking Shane and 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 Drew against. I know, Taker which was the best Rome. match. And that's not going on the pre-show. Yeah, exactly. I so. guess you could have had Bob Lashley and Braun Strowman on the pre-show. That actually, I think I would have. Preferred that to be on the pre-show. If you want to get a crowd hype, have that match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then the issue is people are coming into the arena. They have and all the spots you know, in the concourse. You, yeah. and but like, that would, would that not make you want to get to the arena sooner maybe, just yeah. to like That's a good point. bear witness it? It might. Um, so uh, I was actually really surprised that Nakamura picked up the win here because he had just completely decimated and manhandled Finn on SmackDown. Yeah. And I thought, well, here's an opportunity for either Nakamura to take things a step too far, get DQ'd. Or or Finn to say I'm not gonna be pushed around by you Nakamura. I can show you that I can do this. Finn takes things too far. Yeah, and he gets DQ'd just to perpetuate and propel this foot yeah. forward. Yeah, but now this match had a lot more back and forth on their SmackDown uh, uh, effort, but uh, the result is more or less the same. Nakamura wins this time. Now he has gold around yeah. his waist. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to, is this going to be Nakamura versus Demon Balor now at SummerSlam? Maybe. Do you think that they had Finn drop the title because maybe he has, wants to get married or something or is he already no. married? No, I think he just, I think he got, he got engaged. He definitely got a tattoo on his elbow. Yeah. So sometimes that's like, they'll have guys drop the title in case they want to go know, on vacation, do, do on vacation or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. There was something going around Twitter that, uh, that, uh, he was like, dropping the belt and then Heyman wasn't happy about it or something but what like the they so like they the booking planned for him to drop the belt and then Heyman found out and didn't like it or that he yeah, wanted to drop that's the complete belt. BS that's what I uh, yeah I don't know if I believe that because Heyman books for Raw not yeah. Smackdown Smackdown the show is that Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. on so I don't, I don't know, know it's weird care. man one can only speculate like what was the because yeah like you say just got his ass kicked yeah two weeks in a row and then they didn't really promote like this match is going to be on the they announced it Rules. like yesterday or today yeah like I had I wasn't really paying attention I was busy but man I didn't that kind of bums me out that I wish I would have known this about morning? this morning yeah this it. morning they're like hey we you know we're going to throw this match yeah, out on the there. pre-show I know. the pre-show the match that you could really build to and, and, two, and make two for a huge thing two famous wrestlers from New Japan and yeah. NXT the yeah. building blocks of NXT but yeah. we're just going to put on the pre-show I know I know and of course, the speculation now is that Finn, now that he's rid himself of the Intercontinental title, yeah, throwing up two sweets, two sweets, uh, joining the club. I would not be against that, you know. I, I would. Re- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I. More, I wouldn't be against it because that's what people have been speculating that he was gonna join the club, and mm-hmm. then the, yeah, that was it, pretty much. I would actually find it more interesting if he feuded with him. That'd be kind of cool. But then, like, it would be like a 
uh, Roderick Strong kind of feud. Yeah, yeah, where eventually he comes around. Yeah, it's, that'd be great. Yeah. That way it's not like he just does it on yeah. a whim, super random. Totally. Like, he, they have to twist his character to get him to that point. Yeah, well, I mean, it'd be ideal if, like, he goes through a feud with them, and through that feud with them, he is a changed man, changed to such a degree that he has no choice. He is he is propelled, obligated seemingly, to join up with his former Bullet Club buddies and AJ Styles. That'd be amazing. In the club, too. I would, like, I would like that. Be, as long as it's good storytelling. I'd yeah, exactly. If it's good storytelling, I'd be cool with it, too. Yeah. Um, but I, f- I feel like a feud before that would be great because yeah. I think everybody we've seen that one match between AJ and Finn. I think people want to. Oh, that was great too. Yeah, that was a match that was put together like last minute. Yeah. Um, so Nakamura is your new Intercontinental Champion. I would suspect a rematch of some capacity at SummerSlam, even though there's no guaranteed rematch. Maybe they just move on. I don't know. I mean, what happened at the end of the show makes me feel like their Seth Rollins might be moving on from the Universal Title. Yeah. Because I don't see that match happening at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's. I mean. I'm curious to see, you know, it's weird that he has Becky, they're going to still have Becky involved with them, you know, mm-hmm. they're still going to do that whole relationship thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what don't they're going to do from there. And then what's going to happen now with Corbin and Lacey? Like, are the, is Lacey still going to feud with Becky? Probably. No, they said, they said, uh, they said probably one of the stipulations of that match was No that, more rematches? Well, that was it, that Lacey and Baron get no more opportunities at the respective okay. titles. If they were to lose. So that's that. So they're done, done. Yeah. Okay, that's In good. the title picture, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's something to be uh, to, to feel heartened about going out of this pay-per-view is that Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans will not be challenging for the Raw and uh, Universal uh, Championship. Oh, well, their lives will go on. <laughs> totally. It'll circle back around yeah, eventually in a year. Yeah. So. Uh, next, match for the Cruiserweight title, Tony Nese and Drew Gulak. Uh, this is a hard, hard-hitting I, affair. I really like this match. It was good. This is good. Um, there was this bit where uh, Nice is on the ringside area. Uh, Drew runs off the apron, hit, apron can't talk, hits a, a flying for, uh, lariat clothesline, yeah. and there was an audible smack, the likes of which you don't normally get with your standard clothesline or lariat. It felt more like, I'm going to say it wasn't chop loud. Yeah. But it was in those situations. That the, yeah, the, the move lands, you're like, oh. Yeah. No, I remember that. It was stiff. Yeah, and they were working snug the whole entire match. The yeah. forearms seemed pretty stiff. They have a pretty good chemistry. Yeah. I like the Nice and Drew Lack combo. Yeah, I do too. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's probably Tony Nice's last uh, 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 challenge for the Cruiserweight title for a little bit because he took the L. He did hit this new kind of thing that I didn't see him do before where, uh, you know, on Andrade sets up someone in the corner to do the double stomp while they're kind of in the trio type yeah. situation. Uh, nice had Gulak in that, but not in the corner on the ropes facing outward along the apron. And he goes and does like a moonsault off that. I've never seen that That's before. That's crazy. It was pretty crazy. Uh, Nice follows that up pretty quickly with a 450. Drew kicks out. And there's this great sequence. A lot of back and forth roll up attempt, counter roll up attempts and stuff that leads to Gulak hitting like a deadlift powerbomb, getting a two on it. And then I look down for a second, probably to type a note, look back up, and Drew's hitting his finish to win. It seemed like kind of a. a, a, a very abrupt. A very abrupt finish for yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I think they're really. Do you think that they're trying to make. All the finishes seem like boom, they came out of nowhere for these abrupt. Maybe, but I kind of I don't know because there was a couple of abrupt finishes yeah. tonight instead of like the long build up that totally, they normally totally. do. Like the W title match, that finish kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So, 
But anyway, Drew hits his finish, the Cyclone crash for the win. Drew's going to have that belt for a little bit. I, I think he's going to have it for a while. I mean, they're still trying to build up 205, mm-hmm. especially when you lose Mustafa and Cedric. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buddy they've Murphy. been the main yeah. main pillars for 205 for so long. So it'll be fun to see, like, Humberto yeah. build his name up. Yeah, and Mike like, Canellis. Canellis, see what they do with him. Yeah, this, there, there's 205 lives actually in a really good spot right now. Yeah. You think after losing the, the talents you named, they'd be kind of struggling, but... After a few weeks, they found uh, they found their bearings pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, main card kicked off with uh, Shane and Drew taking on Roman Reigns and Undertaker. Uh, this match was booked. The pace was for a Taker match frenetic. Uh, there was always action happening. It was chaotic. No holds were barred. And if you just ignore the fact that the only weapon I think used during this match was a guitar, didn't really matter because uh, it was just wildly entertaining from bell to bell. Yeah, it was good. And it wasn't that overbooked, which I was really pleased. I thought it was going to be a hot overbooked mess. I know. Elias, Dolph, Owens maybe. Yeah, no. It was just (coughs) Elias. They took care of Elias. I mean, the way that they separate everybody in the end was perfect. Mm -hmm. It was enough to, like, get everyone gone. And then I love what Roman said to um, Shane right before he flings him in (laughs) Taker. And then Taker... Kind of then stopped yeah. and said something, put him back up. I kind of like that, though. Yeah. Because it, it's not, like, so smooth and fr- frenetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead, it's just, like, he said, looked at him and then put him up there. I think, yeah, Roman said to Shane, like, something like, uh, this is it or going to hell or something like that. Yeah. And then when Taker couldn't pick him up the first time, he goes, no, not like that. Yeah. And then drops him and then picks him back up in Tombstone. So we just fast forward to the finish. But we can get some, some, some uh, beats here. because That was, was my favorite. The finish was my favorite Yeah, the part, finish yeah. was pretty fun. Uh, so early on, Taker and Reigns have the upper hand. They're kind of beating up Shane all over the place. Drew would get in every now and again, get some action in. Shane would get back in. He'd get beat up. Uh, Reigns is a legal man against Drew. Shane lowers the ropes, sends Roman to the outside. From that point on, the heels kind of get the upper hand. Uh, eventually, uh, Undertaker goes to the timekeeper area, grabs a chair, and starts chasing after Shane with it. Shane runs up the ramp, uh, and Taker comes back down the ringside. Um, later on, Shane joins him. He beats the heck out of Shane a little bit, sets him up for a powerbomb through the announce table, and then Elias comes out of nowhere, hits Taker across the back with a guitar. Uh, right after that, Drew Claymore hits Claymore and Roman, sends him over the barricade. Taker has been isolated. Yep. This is their opportunity to take out Taker. Um, uh, back to the, the announce table area, Undertaker is about to choke slam Elias. Drew comes out of nowhere. Bang. Claymore again. Claymore's Dude, Claymore was all over the place. It's top five finisher right now. It, it, it was. I love that finisher. You can it's hit so it anywhere. It's so good. Come out of nowhere. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Undertaker's put on the table, the announce table. Shane goes to the top rope. Bang. Elbow off the top. Um, they roll Taker back on the ring. Roman's still out of the equation. He's still over uh, selling that Claymore in the timekeeper area. Elias and Drew set up Taker in the corner for coast to coast. They put a garbage can in front of him. So sorry, there was a garbage can involved. Yeah. Um, uh, Shane hits it, pulls Undertaker in the middle of the ring, um, expecting to go for the pin. Does Taker just lay there? Yeah. No, he sits no. up. He does a sit sits up. up. He does a sit up thing. I was. I love that. Yeah. Because you could tell when he was Shane was pulling him in the middle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's gonna. Sit he's up. gonna sit up. Because then he. This is. I like this about Shane. Shane's pulling, him and Shane sits on his ass as he's pulling him. Yeah. He's so big, and then by the time he sat, Shane sat up himself. Undertaker sat. Yeah. Up. It was great. It, it was awesome. It was great. Uh, choke slams the hell out of Shane. A choke slam for Elias too. And there's this great shot where where Taker is waiting for Shane to get up. 
to give him a tombstone. And so he's facing the hard cam, and from behind him, Drew emerges. That was awesome. Seething. That, because that, okay. So what I liked about that is showing how scary and dangerous Taker is, but then the way Drew just emerges. Scarier. Scarier. Yeah. Because all the time you're like, oh, no, this person's about to get killed by the Undertaker. Oh, no. Now we're like, oh, no. Drew's the hunter. Drew's now the one about yeah. to take out Taker. Yeah, it was great. That was that made me like, like I don't know how to explain it. I was, I was stoked for that part. Yeah. Because you just see the way Drew emerges, it was great. It was fantastic. It was it was like a horror movie thing. Yeah. Um. So uh, he emerges from behind him. He's setting for a, a claymore. As soon as Taker turns around, he starts running towards him. Roman intercepts him that with a spear. Great. Roman just runs in out of nowhere. That you don't was even awesome. see him. Um, he set him for his own claymore. Then boom, yep, Roman spear. It was great. And then uh, Taker. We mentioned the finish where Roman says something to Shane, tosses him the Taker. Taker couldn't get up to the tombstone right away. Says, "Oh no, not like this." Gets him up again. Hits him with the tombstone. Pins Shane. Uh, there's enough wiggle room here that if they want to do Drew Taker at SummerSlam, yeah. they could do that. Yeah. Um, Drew can just say, I had you. I had you dead to rights. Yeah. If it weren't for Reigns, you'd have been mine. Yep. One on one, I can take you. That's it's going to set a good narrative for them mm-hmm. when they wrestle, if they do at SummerSlam, mm-hmm. which is great. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I hope so. Yeah, because like this, because you're always good as your last match. Yep. This version of Taker is so much better than his match against Goldberg. Oh, I know. Because just, just, it wasn't. 
they just didn't click him and Goldberg. No, no, it's just it was horrible. No. But seeing Drew like that face off that Drew had oh, with so Taker. Good. Oh, the beginning of the match. Yeah, the beginning of the match. In, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, they were legit face to face. Same height, eye to eye. Same height, eye to eye. I don't care what the the real height difference or whatever is. That doesn't matter. It was awesome. It was incredible. And then the trading blows is these two big bastards going mm-hmm. at it. It was so good. I, and it's funny because like if you would have asked me like oh, after the Taker Goldberg match. Like, what do you think about Taker and uh, Drew at SummerSlam? I would be like, no way. Yeah. Now the way that I've seen the booking, the way they were able to tell a story, I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see yeah. what they do. And knock on wood, uh, uh, Taker will do the honors for Drew and send him to another level. Yeah, because I think Drew needs it too. Yeah, he does. He needs that big rub. Because, I mean, Drew was going places when he beat Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. You know, he's starting to be that legend guy, yep. you know, oh, killing he, legends. Uh, he annihilated Kurt. Yeah, so I think him to take on Taker and just – you know the psychopath. He looked. This is the first time I really believed he was a Scottish psychopath. Mm-hmm. When he when he popped up behind Taker, I'm like, okay, now I see why they call him the Scottish psychopath. Yeah. Before that, didn't really like the nickname, but it, it that looked. He looked like a crazy. Yeah, it was fitting. Crazy that sob. Uh, after that, uh, show's kind. Of, I'm joking. Show wasn't completely downhill from there. That was kind of the more most. Fun that was my estimation. for me the my the most exciting match. Yeah, uh, we had a Becky Lynch Seth Rollins interview. All this, I don't really care. I don't. Hopefully, now that the main event played out as it did, we can they can go their separate ways, yeah. pursue their own stuff. We don't have to deal with these lovers' quarrels on WWE television. They've been scripted for them. I, I I've said this many times. I don't want love interests involved off screen. Love interests involved on screen unless they're heels. Yeah, because for the the faces, it, I just find it annoying. It, yeah, I agree. If it's heels, it's, it's, it's hard fine. to cheer for an attractive couple. And want them to be happy and, and victorious. And want them to be happy and victorious. It, it really is hard. <laughs> like, oh, this is a cute couple. I really don't care. I don't yeah, want to see it. I know. Nobody wants to. Unfortunately, that's the way that we well, think you know, a lot. I, 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 part of it, I think, though, is when it's heels that are romantically involved, it's like red hot passion. Yeah. It's like it could be edge and lead a live sex show at any moment. Yeah. Whereas with faces, it's all it's tenderness. Ah. <laughs> you know? And I don't, I mean, in, 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 other circumstances, totally cool. Yeah. I just don't want my pro wrestling. No, I mean, hey, I don't mind seeing them at the ESPN, the SB. Oh, no, great, that's great. And them, you know, talking about with Becky, sharing the cover with Allison Bree. Yeah, what the hell her name is? Yeah, Allison Bree. Yeah, Allison like, Bree. Seth and Seth being the supportive one. Yeah, that's great. Hey, that's great. You know, teasing. Oh, I might do UFC. Blah blah blah. Hey, she can do whatever she wants. That's cool. Totally. But do I want to see that on? WWE? No, I don't really care. I don't want to see that. It's, it's, no. And how the main event played out towards the end, <laughs> where Seth is the <laughs> one that gets enraged that his girlfriend got laid out by Corbin. Took, uh, at the end, of, the days. end of days. And like I understand, Corbin dropping Becky at the end of days is supposed to get massive heel heat on Baron. But imagine if the situation had been reversed. Seth gets laid out. She gets. He gets hit with a women's. Yeah, ride. gets laid out by it, and Becky's one's like, Mm-mm. yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Or, or something like, or Becky gets even better. Have Becky get hit by the end of days. Yeah. Seth hits a stomp on Baron. He's not content with that. He goes for another one. He gets laid out with a woman's right. Then. Yeah. Uh, Becky comes to and makes Baron tap. That's how you do that it. That would have been awesome. That's how you do yeah. it. Yeah. 
And I think Corbin would have done would have been down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, he's a professional. Yeah. That's how you do it. But so we just jump we that that one little promo segment just like led to us kind of spoiling the whole finish made yeah. But we'll get to there. We'll get there. Um after that interview we had the revival versus the Usos. Another instance where the match was good. It just felt like it never stepped up to the next gear. I think we were distracted by the, the comfy sweats that the oh, man. Usos are wearing. So Usos, they get they come out to the music. They drop a promo. I don't remember what they're saying because they're staring at their pants. They're, they're comfy pants. They got the comfiest, comfiest, comfiest looking sweats. Yeah. They're super stylish too. You think, oh, they're just gray heather sweats. No, they got like blue crap. Yeah. Uh, uh, embroidered or something on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. It could be iron-ons for all I know. It, it yeah, looked amazing. Those sweats, just the, the, the way the cotton looked mm. and just like. It looked Warm, but breathable. Yeah. Maybe moisture wicking it slightly. It wasn't super tight. But not too loose. Not too loose. It was like the right amount of bagginess. Yeah. Had some decent cuffs at the ankle, but not too tight. Yeah, yeah. So they moved a little bit. They had the Air Force Ones on. They look great. They, they looked, looked comfortable. so comfortable. I think, and to be honest, we talk about how comfy Kevin Owen looks. They, looked, so surpassed they looked so much more comfy. A million times. I'm over. sure Kevin's wearing like clothes that makes him feel comfy. Yeah. The way the Usos were, those just look plain damn comfortable. They could have woken up from a nap in the locker room yeah. and walked to the ring, and I wouldn't have known. Yeah. That could be their nap gear. It, that, their nap wear. And I wouldn't have known. Those are the type of sweats I want to wear when I wake up in Tahoe. There you go. You just roll out of bed. Up. Oh, man. Go to wrestling camp. Yeah, all right, kids. I got my comfy joggers on. Oh, Coach Jack, those look really comfy. I know. They're really comfy, they're kids. They're great. They're a great pair I got from the Usos. Here's the thing. They're comfy enough to nap in, but they're also stylish enough to wear out. Kick some ass in wrestling. Yeah, they're great. They're fully functional, versatile sweats. That that was the only thing that really sat to me was those comfy sweats that they were wearing. It was was a massive distraction. So maybe that's what it was. Um, There was a couple of little awkward moments. Uh, uh, Jay Uso got hit by a splash from Dawson, and he had a weird cell, and the ref had to check on him. Oh, and they did the... um, the, It wasn't the heart attack, but it was like... It was a move that the Heart Foundation mm-hmm. had done. Yeah, like he landed on his hip. Yeah, it looked like he so took the an elbow to the hip. So the way he sold without even covering him, went to the corner. So then you're just like, oh, is he really hurt? Like the way he's selling mm-hmm. without even letting him cover. And then they proceed to go on to the next spot. So you're like, oh, okay, maybe he wanted to sell that way just to change. That might have been a producer maybe, call. Maybe. Because sometimes they'll say, hey, so when when they hit you with this, because like they, you know, they know all the moves, sell this way just because. You know, just see what the crowd reacts. Hmm. See how we react. Yeah. So I think that was a producer call. Maybe. So I don't know. Yeah, because they moved on the next spot. But then that spot on the top rope was really awkward too. Well, then, yeah, then Scott, dude. Yeah. Whoa, Scott. I hope your your nuts and stuff are okay, man. Cause yeah. He, he hit that rope and then it just, it was a really awkward bump to the outside. And usually yeah. he doesn't, I've never seen Scott make like. Well, usually that's just a, a flat back bump to the mat. Too. Yeah. Usually they don't go on the rope. They're like, we're going to do the thing that Darby Allen did. Okay. Oh, no, didn't do what Darby Allen did. No. Got caught on the ropes there. Ow. So that was kind of weird. I got caught on the ropes yesterday. Really? I hurt my nuts. Ow. It, it just, because it was a rumble with elimination. And so I got thrown over the rope, but I didn't get eliminated. But I didn't really bring up my leg all the way, so oh, I, I got hicked. Ouch! The snap, yeah, kinda. And then I was Ow. trading, I was trading punches with this, uh, with Derek Slade, and I'm like, we're waiting for this guy to drop kick us off. Yeah. So, not only are we like really hitting ourselves, but my nuts are killing me. I went for this guy, and the kid waited too long, and then finally he knocked us off, and I'm just like, oh god, this hurts. So I can't imagine I, if Scott hit his his dingleberries off that rope. 
and then waiting for the next spot. That must have been like insane. He probably could have used some oozy hot in that front area. Oh. That was, and then that would have fixed whatever rope rash you got. Probably would have made it worse. Yeah. Uh, so the fin- oh sorry. So Dash eventually hits a splash on Jay Uso, and then Jimmy breaks up with a splash of his own. Uh, he goes for pu- cover. Dawson breaks that up. The finish is actually pretty cool. A little bit of back and forth. Revival hit a shatter machine. They win. They retain the Raw Tag Team titles. I guess if the Usos are going to get those belts, it's probably going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah. But this is kind of a, 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 a feud in the revival, a feud and a match the revival need. They need big wins. Yeah. Against top tier teams. Yeah. To prove they're top guys. Yeah, because for so long they've just been thrown under the bus and just been like really underutilized yep. as far as booking goes. And like when. Someone, I think Scott or one of the guys said that like when tag team wrestling is the best, it's the most emotional match mm-hmm. because there's so much on the line with two wrestlers yeah. going against two other two wrestlers. So you can feel more with the connection that they have with each other along mm-hmm. with like the Usos. Mm-hmm. But when they don't really show or do any of that, then we don't, we, we don't get to feel it. They're, they want us to feel. Yeah. Cause you look at what the revival did in NXT, all their takeover matches were just drenching in drama. Yeah. And since, I mean, this, this, they're not the only team that's been afflicted by this. Since the move to Maine, since there's not investment in any sort of long-term storylines, like technically their matches are good and fun, Yeah. but they're missing that sense of drama. Yeah, that there's that, there emotional, the matches. that yeah. emotional connection that yeah. we don't really get to feel. Nope. I mean, when they were tapping out to DIY and they were holding hands and they tapped at the same there time. There was such a story behind that That was moment. so great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we haven't had that big moment yet with them. Nope. And, like I'm glad they won because now this means that they could eventually get to that point. Mm-hmm. They just need to be like, hey, they need to grab the producers, writers, or Vince and sit them down and be like, hey, just watch this. Yeah, Watch them versus DIY. Well, I'm sure Heyman's seen all that. Um, yeah, I think Heyman's. So hey, hopefully yeah. Heyman's clued in on that and we'll start seeing something along those lines. Come on, Heyman, you can do it. I know, you can do it, Paul. We, we have faith in you. Uh, next, this was actually a really fun match. Cesaro, who has, they're really pushing the sci-fi aspect of his of his character, his, his uh, nickname, yeah. Uh, taking on the main roster singles debut of Aleister Black. Uh, bell rings, Aleister goes for a black mass immediately. Cesaro ducks. Uh, pretty quickly, Cesaro goes for a neutralizer. Alistair counters with a uh, backdrop. Um, the story of this one was Alistair going after... He's doing the leg kicks. Yeah. It was like he watched that... Uh, 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 what was that fight? The Santos-John uh, Jones match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Santos was going after John Jones' leg. Yeah. And creating a huge welt on it. And then eventually John went back to his leg and then blew out his ACL. I mean, his whole knee was blown out. Yeah. Everything Dude, was, was gone. Bad. Yeah. It was bad. No, I, I, I dug... Because for the longest time, you just see um, uh, Alistair is such a striker. And yeah. then you see him targeting the, the leg mm-hmm. like they do in, like in MMA. They'll just target the leg so it you know, eliminates the body part. Mm-hmm. So you know they have an advantage. But it was interesting to see Cesaro get his leg taken out. Because I don't really... It, I like that they're doing more like body part style mm-hmm. wrestling. But, but using striking rather than using, submission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually like you hit the leg and up, boom, then you go to a submission mm-hmm. to try to submit, you know, Cesaro. Yeah. And it's, you know, Cesaro is such, when everything's all these, he is a Superman. Yeah. He is a cyborg. But when you take that away, you eliminate a lot of his power and his strength. Yeah, at one point he was going for, I can't remember what move it was exactly. It was a newer realizer. And his knee gave out. Yeah, his knee gave Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah, I forget what it was. But yeah, his, he stopped his leg, gave out. And then that was the moment that allowed, you know, was that was that when it, um, he did that, and then he got and he put him in the after that it was a knee bar. Yeah. Um, so after the both of them try to go for their finisher early, 
So sorry we had this beautiful slingshot uppercut. Oh man, and it was stiff. It looked awesome. It was beautiful. At first I'm like, oh, he's coming in low. And then you watch again. Oh, he's coming straight at him. Mm -hmm. He didn't lower at all once he slingshot off. No. Wham. No, he got a shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Um, And then later on, uh, Alistair goes to the top rope, tries for Meteora. Cesaro catches him. So Alistair's on his shoulders. Pops him up. Another uppercut. Big Euro. Um, And Alistair's close enough to the rope where he can grab onto it. Uh, Cesaro goes to the springboard uppercut well again. No. Maybe that's when he, his knee gave out. It wasn't some move where he was picking Alistair up. I, may, I thought he went to push him, and then he like went to his leg or something. That was probably another moment, because this one is when he ate the V-trigger. Yeah, that's right. Where he right. comes off there and eats that V-trigger right to the face. That was nasty. But there was a segment where, that bit where, where Cesaro's knee gave out. Uh, they do the bit where Alistair transitions into the knee bar. Um, and then Cesaro reverses that into a sharpshooter and then transitions from that to a crossface, and then Alistair starts punching Cesaro's knee to break that up. Uh, Cesaro goes for a neutralizer. Alistair fends him off, starts kicking Cesaro's legs, and in a flurry of kick, there's yeah. a black mass that culminates it. Yeah. Alistair picks up the one. I like that. Yeah. I like strike, 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 bam! Finish. One big, big final strike. It was great. That was a good match. I really I like this match. It and was fun. It didn't I think it went the way I'm glad it went, mm-hmm. you know? Because um, we knew these guys were going to have a good match. Like, there's no way they weren't. Yeah. Like, Cesaro versus Alistair Black. I could see that a bunch. Oh, yeah. Just the way I like the way they match up totally really well with a powerhouse athlete versus a, a heavy striker. A heavy striker, yeah. You can also do some super athletic stuff. Yeah. Um, hopefully, this isn't the last we've seen of this of this feud. And hopefully, yeah. we they, they instill some. I would meaty storyline to it. Put get Cesaro, get Alistair, have him a three way for that icy belt with Nakamura. Mm-hmm. That would be sick. That would be cool. That'd be cool. And like, don't exclude Cesaro. Like, have them all try to compete for that totally. icy title because they are a workhorse. Has Cesaro ever won the icy title? No, I don't. Th- he's, he was U.S. champion. He was U.S. champion. Yeah. I don't remember if he ever won the icy belt. Dude, he needs to be going for that. Him and Alistair need to be working towards that mm-hmm. title. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, keep Ricochet for the U.S. title. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Like, the, like, if you're going to be a mid-card, let him try to chase that legit mid-card title. Yeah. God, that'd be sweet. Nakamura, cool. Cesaro. Be too sweet. Too sweet. <laughs> uh, after that, after Alistair picks up the win, we have a backstage segment, Carmella and R-Truth. Now they're the ones posting flyers looking for Drake Maverick. Um, they post one on Alexa Bliss's locker room. Alexa and Nikki Cross exit said locker room. Um, and uh, Carmella's like, let's get out of here. Yeah. And Truth's like, no, I want to talk to him. Do you know where Hornswoggle's at? And Alexa says, yeah, Drake is in the first stall on the left. And he's like, oh, okay. He's about to go in. Mella comes back and says, no, they're just... They're, she's lying to you. Just yeah. drop it, and off they go. And then, yeah, then they get. It. Then Alexa gives a gift to um, Nikki, and it's a shirt. It's a, a twisted bliss coffee shirt. Yeah, twisted bliss coffee shirt. And then uh, the street profits. Yeah, in the, the Greek ro- chorus. In the roles, Greek chorus of Raw are, is there, and they want to know where the party's at. Should they win, Alexa and Nikki, and and, and when Alexa wins, sorry. And then they were like, "No, haven't you heard? We're gonna be co-champions." And they laugh at them. They said, you know, hey, we're friends. We're not sharing any time. We, yeah, which is funny because they're tag champs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's two belts. There's not one, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, Nikki and Alexa walk off. Their match is next. And, and uh, oh, actually, yeah, it happened next. Yeah. I'll say this. Uh, I like 
our truth more when he's got Drake Maverick around. Me too. It's so much more funny. And Those guys play off each they other. They play really off well. really well and they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I, I Drake Maverick is he's a little gem on TV. Yeah. Like I didn't I wasn't sure at first when I saw him, but then now I can see why they brought him. He's fantastic. Yeah, he is. He's tons of fun. And then like I like I like seeing this type of role for uh Street Profits. Because mm-hmm. they're cool. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see cool and like some and people they're funny. Are, yeah, they're funny. And people are taking their role way too seriously. Like they're burying him already. I'm like I'm not. That's not what I'm getting. That's not the no, vibe I'm getting. No, they're on not TV all. all the time, and they're yeah. and they're showing their personalities, exactly. and the charisma, and being funny. I think they have a lot of long term ideas with them, and that's yeah. why they're just trying to show more and more of their personality yep. and charisma. Agreed. Uh, next, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Title. Uh, this match kind of played out as you would suspect with uh, Nikki and Alexa controlling most of the action since they had the numbers advantage. Yep. Um, There's a great spot towards the end. Uh, where Bailey locks in a death lock on Nikki, and then Alexa goes for some move. Bailey gets out of the way and puts Alexa in the bank statement while still having the death lock. That was awesome. That was cool. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was like an Indian death lock. Yeah, yeah. And then she was able to get that on her, and then put, like you said, Alexa in a bank statement, which and, is cool. And then Banks started biting. Or sorry, not Banks. Bliss started biting on Bailey's hand to get out of the bank statement. Yeah. But Bailey kept the the death lock on Nikki. Um, and then uh, eventually Bliss breaks that up. Uh, Nikki follows with a tornado DDT pretty quickly after that. gets a two, and then Bliss goes up the top for Twisted Bliss. Bailey gets her knees up, cross tags herself in. She jumps off the top rope, eats a, a jumping knee from Bailey, and then Bailey follows with the Macho Man elbow for the win. So she managed to overcome both of them. Did she hit a, a Bailey to belly? No, okay, I didn't think so. No, she pinned uh, Nikki with... With yeah, move. strong booking for Bailey. Mm-hmm. She took them both out. Mm-hmm. She's pretty well, which is interesting to see. Like, because now I feel like Alexa. I don't know how, how much more they're going to use of her. Uh, I don't know. Especially the concussion stuff. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know. She is. I mean, like she's the Raw Women's Division, especially on the heel side of things, just isn't the strongest right now. It's pretty much Lacey and Alexa. Yeah, and that's it. Um, it's really face heavy. Uh, and yeah. then Becky's going to dominate it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, man, it's it's tough because they've turned so many of the girl stars' face that now it's like the only notable women heels is Charlotte and the Iconics. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Perfect time for Sasha to come back as heel. Yeah, she needs to come back as heel. She should come back as and heel. And she says she's better as heel. And, she's you know, a great heel. She just needs to do it. Please, WD, heel Please. Sasha. Yeah, give us heel Sasha. Uh, next, we had the last man standing match between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. This match went all over the place, and uh, it had Braun uh, channel the Kool-Aid man at the finish. So uh starts out, pretty much instantly goes to the outside. Braun hits a shoulder tackle, goes for another, eats a spear, and then our food came, so I missed a little bit while I was getting our barbecue. Um, and they like, just, for more or less, they just fought around the crowd. Just brawled, yeah, they just yeah, brawled. yeah. None of it was in the ring. Yeah. Uh, they just, they pretty much, they fought all the way to the top. You could see security pushing fans back. And then eventually they find that special uh, merch table. Oh, yeah. They get to the merch the concourse, table. Yeah. Yeah. And then they move off the stuff, and yeah. you can see a big noticeable pad. There's a giant pad. There's a giant pad right, right the there. Merch table. And so Braun throws Lashley into the merch display, and yeah. Lashley falls on the I think my favorite was pad. when they, they start working down, and they're blown up. Yeah. They are tired. Yeah. You know the two big dudes, and the, they you know they can't move around that much. They're 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 getting blown, and you could just see when they're working down, just 
The, the, it wasn't. We didn't notice the bronze sweat until after. Oh, I, he was just drenched. He was, dude. He was sweaty. He was but then, yeah, I liked it when they went to the uh, the all the foreign tables. Oh, the yeah, the international broadcast. The international area, broadcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like, Bron Beal tosses uh, Lashley yeah, over, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then eventually works him over. Then eventually, you see like, they work back to the where they're eventually going to move to the the big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before that, there was that spot where uh, Lashley shoulder tackles Braun over the announce table before the international. Yeah, yeah, spot. yeah. He uh, shoulder tackles him to the announce table and then dumps the announce table on top of him. Yeah, and then Braun got out before the ten count. Um, but yeah, there's this. They start going up to the crowd and it looked like there was a, a an entrance to an, or a door a, a doorway to and from the concourse. They kind of blocked off with a fake ceiling and a fake wall, um, which they kind of tease on the opposite side with, with the with the construction sign. And so they're brawling up there, and there's like a little gate that keeps people back from, I guess, falling into this, 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 uh, under this little ceiling they had built there. Yeah. And so they kick that open, and then yeah, Braun's trying to lift Lashley up for that power slam the first time. Yeah. He has trouble getting him up the at, on the first try. Yeah. And he just looks exhausted. He is so damn tired. He is gas. He's sweaty. He's tired. He's beat up. Yeah. Like he, all he has to do is just pick up Lashley and land him to a giant pillow pad. Yeah. And then just, like you said, uh, was it Kool-Aid Man out of yeah. the thing? So he power slams Lashley onto this, like, essentially fake cube they made to cover up the the, the entrance and exit to the, the concourse. And so he power slams Lashley through that. But they don't ever show the camera shot of, of impact because it would show you there's a giant pad there, a crash pad probably. And so uh, referee John Cohn is counting. He's doing his 10 count. And then at, like, 7... Uh, he can't see anything, so he's just counting. Yeah. And then at like seven or eight, Strowman Kool-Aid mans through the wall. Raw! Breaks it down. Yeah. He wins. And then it's, it was painful watching him make his way back to the ring, just like holding his ribs oh, he, and limping. He's limping. miserable. Yeah, that that to me, I was like, he's not selling, dude. He is legit tired, beat up, sore. Yeah. Every, all the above. And he gets the ring, has to rip his shirt off, yeah. pose and all that. <laughs> oh my gosh, God. dude. He just wants to get in the whirlpool. Uh, he wants to just get in a giant ice bath mm-hmm. and like, be done. Mm-hmm. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, after that, we had a club interview with Charlie um, saying, she asked AJ, it's like, you know, uh, uh, you lost to Ricochet last week. And then you rejoined your your club cohorts, Gals and Anderson. He's like, no, 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 no. You got the timeline wrong. It had nothing to do with losing the ricochet. It's just time, you know, essentially it's time to get the club back together. Too sweet. And and then they all raise their hands for too sweet. And AJ's like, here, too sweet with us. She goes up. And he 
Well, I know, I know you're not gonna. But yeah, grabs his arm. He's like, <laughs> no, no, you're not gonna. That was rude. I would have gave Charlie too sweet. That was very nice. And that was rude of AJ. Yeah, that was very rude. Let Charlie join the club. Exactly. Uh, next triple threat tag team action for those SmackDown tag team championships: New Day versus your guys. Heavy, Heavy machinery. machinery, baby. Take. I'm coming. That's pretty good. Versus Daniel Bryan and uh, Redwood, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan. Uh, this was a really fun match. Um, and uh, I'd be interested to find out of anything in the morning because when uh, Otis got in the ring, he grabbed his quad, it looked yeah, like. Yeah, what? And the? he seemed like he was moving a little slow. A little hitch in his get up there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I hope he's okay. <laughs> I mean, he got through the match, so if it was anything, yeah. it wasn't terrible. Yeah, something was up, dude. He he was like kind of like... Maybe he got one of those Mr. Charlie horses like you had last week. Oh, my God, dude. That's st- I was worried about that yesterday. Yeah. When I was like, God, this thing's still here. I went to practice. like I air kicked. Yeah. See how it felt. And then like it just shook and felt weird. I'm like, what is this? Why, do you, why are you here? And I didn't see a bruise or anything on my quad. That's weird. It's just a mystery long-term Charlie horse. That's weird. Like a, a, a muscle and a knot, huh? Yeah. So I, I had one of those like roller gimmicks. So I was just rolling out my quad. It felt better. still kind of yeah. hurt. But, man, a little sleep can... Every time I slept, it felt a little better every day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. As soon as he got in the ring, he just kind of like, like, ooh. Yeah, he grimaced a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Grabbed his leg, so... Even with his little face, he's like... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, this is a fun match, though. Um, a lot of uh, crazy stuff happening outside. We saw Tucky do one of his top rope splashes, took everybody out. Yeah. Saw Otis tease, a like suicide dive, one. maybe. Yeah. Didn't do it. Got on the apron, did a little hop off, took a bunch of people out. Um, My favorite was Big E this whole match. Oh, man. He's he, incredible. He stole the whole damn show because mm-hmm. he worked. I lo- you get to hear the excitement when you see Big E with Tucker. Yeah. Big E with Otis. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is like, this is something, you, you know. You see a, bunch, a couple of strong men go out of here. Yeah. You know, don't don't knock the big guys when you see them go at each no. other. There's a little bit of excitement that kicks. Like, people were. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, I was getting kind of amped up. See, uh, I mean, one of the truisms of pro wrestling, it is fun to see two big, buff, strong guys. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Fight. Uh, and that's what it was. Oh, uh, Big E did the uh, the spear through the ropes off the off Safe. Out of the ring. Safely, Safe, though. I know. Safely. I always get nervous about that because I think he hurt himself at least yeah. once doing that. Uh, at one point, <clears throat> excuse me, after all the chaos, uh, Heavy Machinery hit Compactor, their finish. Uh, Xavier Woods is there to break up the pit. Um, we just kind of a Tower of Doom spot where Big E uh, was a powerbomb aspect of it, brought down a lot of people. In the midst of getting that all together, uh, Daniel Bryan tags himself in. Uh, Eric Rowan stays on the top rope. He's not involved in the Tower of Doom part. Big E says, oh, Rowan, you're still up there. He goes to the top rope. Uh, he hits, Big E hits a superplex. And then Brian, he's a legal man. He goes to the opposite turnbuckle, hits flying headbutt, puts Big E in the label lock. Can't really keep the lock firm on the this head. Was, this was some Zack Sabre Jr. It was. Stuff. And so he transitions to like a Rings of Saturn Rings type Saturn, yeah. deal. And it's really stretching Big E's shoulder. And then goes and grabs his leg and pulls it up. And since it's supposed to be, I guess it's triple threat, so there's no DQ, eventually Big E just kind of makes his way under the rope. And I guess just the idea that he was moving so much, Daniel Bryan couldn't keep the hold, kind of powers out. Well, it helps that he's so flexible. Big yeah. E's like really, really... We see him do the splits. Yeah, he's he's flexible. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Very good. And so uh, Daniel Bryan follows a bunch of yes kicks. Uh, Big E powers out. 
um, and gets in Daniel Bryan's face and starts talking trash. That that's like we've been hearing words about what a heel Big E would look like. Oh, intense Big E is great. Intense Big E was great. Like, and, come on, come on. And so uh, Daniel Bryan slaps him, and, and, and Big E just stares at him, slaps him again. Um, they do that spot where Daniel Bryan is running towards a turnbuckle, you know, like runs up the ropes and does the moonsault essentially over and lands on his feet. However, while Bryan was in midair doing the flip, Big E caught him on his shoulder. Caught him with ease. Turned around. There's Xavier Woods. New day hit midnight hour yep. slash up, up, down, down, whatever you want to call yeah. it. They're tag champs for the sixth time. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty. It was. It was awesome. And the crowd popped, and then yeah. and then the thing you got. You know, now that every member of of New Day has a belt, you got to think. Well, is this, does that mean Kofi's going to retain or not? Um, so the New Day's backstage in gorilla position. Uh, they're celebrating. Charlie walks up, about to interview him. Paul Heyman walks through, Takes grabs the, the mic. mic. Yeah, goes out to the stage and says, "The thing again. Like, here's another spoiler. Brock's going to cash in tonight, but." I could be lying. I could be wrong. Am I telling the truth? I think this, his punctuation is like, you got to decide whether I'm telling the truth or I'm being Paul Heyman, I think is what he said. Yeah. It's something to that effect. Um, so, you know, it's for the second or third time he said that Brock's going to cash in Extreme Rules. Um, next for the U.S. title, AJ Styles versus Ricochet. This match was probably the most notable, uh, noticeable, sorry, that it felt like it was slow. Things it, were just a step off. Yeah, and okay, I've seen my fair share of Ricochet matches. Yeah, yeah. You look at this Ricochet, and let's go to Will Ospreay Ricochet match. Yeah, yeah. Like best of Super Juniors. Best of back. Super yeah. Juniors few years back. Fast, crisp. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now look at this match compared to that match. Totally just yeah, yeah, the pace is totally much different. pace, and it's obviously yes, you're going to work a slower pace for WWE. But when I saw Ricochet first come out with Allister and they're tagging, oh, how crisp and fast they were, that's the pace I thought they're going to keep Ricochet at. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like I, I like their match they had the other night with oh, Ricochet. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one where Ricochet won? Yeah. Yeah. That match to me was way smoother. Mm. It, was, it wasn't when they took on um, the match before that one. The one where AJ won? Uh, yeah. Was it that one? One first one where AJ won the non-title match, and then Ricochet won. The one where Ricochet retained. Okay, yeah, yeah, That yeah. match I liked a lot. Yeah, that was good. I liked that one a lot more than this one. Yeah. Because just Ricochet was moving a lot more. He's more crisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, he had more energy. This match didn't seem like he had a lot of energy. I didn't, I don't know. If it seemed like AJ was a little sluggish, too. It's like both of them were kind of sluggish. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Maybe Ricochet was slugging around because he was selling. Could and then be. AJ wasn't. That could be because before yeah. the bell rings, the club goes in there and attacks Ricochet. So yeah, that could have been it. So that maybe, could have been it. Maybe that could have been. And maybe, that and that's the it. thing that kind of bums me out because, obviously, yeah, they're going to interfere, but I want to see that that smooth, like quick, yeah, totally. Ricochet. Like, yeah, you're going to beat the hell out of him, but you're going to kind of deny him of like his, his essence, his essence, his talents. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, that being said, it, it did seem like a, a match. But you know, someone in chat mentioned this too that. Uh, a lot of the AJ dream matches and the feuds he had, especially when he was champion, they were never bad, but they never yeah. transcended being pretty good. Like his feud against Kevin Owens for the US title, and I think also for the W title, it had its moments, but it's like they couldn't, like the producers or creative couldn't get out of the, the AJ and Kevin Owens way and just let them have a really good match. They would just had to be some wonky finish or some gimmicky thing. Uh, his feud against Nakamura. It was all about low blows. Yeah, yeah. And they had their final match, their last man standing match, was pretty solid, but nothing compared to the Wrestle Kingdom match. Yeah, exactly. Back, you know, 
Um, and I'm not blaming that in, entirely on AJ. It's just it's, I, it's, it's circumstances. Yeah, I, th- I feel like it's all of its circumstances. Yeah. That's that TVW style. Yeah. Which is like, you know, I've said this before, but now more promotions work with cameras. Mm-hmm. Like, they should be able to pick up whatever they're throwing down. Like, yeah. That's, I think fans are more used to the faster pace. Totally. You know, I, I don't think, you know, you're going to deny the fans anything. They're going to pick up the speed. If anything, it just makes the match more exciting. Totally. So, I, I mean, maybe it's a situation, too, where, where wrestlers, you know, uh, I mean, in, in, in NXT, Ricochet could work his usual pace. Um, and maybe someone just said to him, his producer's match, like, hey, you know, make sure make sure every everything the audience can feel everything. So dial it back a little bit. Which I don't think I don't think Ricochet is has I don't think he can do that at this point with his experience. I mean like just in the sense of like that WWE style. Especially yeah. like be on T V. Yeah. I mean I feel like that takes a while to get to that point. And I I think the one thing about their two T V matches is that they were they felt more physical. Yeah, that that too. And this one didn't really feel that way. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But something seemed a little off. Because I, I was saying Ricochet's praises the other night. Yeah, he's fantastic. But this side just I didn't feel it with him. Um, so as we mentioned, the club attacks Ricochet before the bell. Um, and so it's just, you know, there's like uh, some decent back and forth. It's what you expect from both guys. But it just seemed like a like a, like a a half step a little slow. Yeah. Um, Ricochet did hit a pretty cool shooting star press where it wasn't off the turnbuckle. He, he didn't do like a springboard. He just stepped up on the top rope. And just did a shooting star press off it. Yeah. Goes for the pin. Uh, AJ's foot is under the rope, hearkening back to the Raw match last week. Carl Carl Anderson's right there and yelling at the ref. His foot's under the rope. His foot's under the rope. So the ref stops counting. Uh, Carl Anderson gets in the ring. Ricochet kicks him out. The ref's checking on him. That allows uh, Gallows to meet Ricochet at the top rope, hit him. And then uh, AJ goes up and hits a pretty awesome Styles Clash. That was my, yeah, that was awesome. So usually what AJ did two weeks ago and teased the following week where he, AJ's sitting on the second uh, top rope and he'll stand up. This time Ricochet was sitting on the top rope and he kind of, so AJ was facing out towards the audience, getting him in the Styles Clash position, had to jump backwards and down. Yeah. Which I, I would think the degree of difficulty on that would be much higher terrifying yeah i wouldn't be oh, scared as soon as ricochet was in Styles class clash position he he made sure he hooked his uh hooked his arms too and he had a head up his head was, he up. was looking up he was not tucking he that had shit. back head and taint of <laughs> so uh aj styles wins he is your new u.s champion yep fine match just something a little something was missing yeah i agree a little something was yeah missing. uh next uh, another match i think that was either announced yesterday or today kevin owens versus dolph ziggler uh, they had a recap package about what their feud, such as it is. Uh, bell rings. They're in, in there arguing a little bit. Dolph slaps KO. Real hard slap. Made his ear all red. Ear was all red. And Owens uh, kicked him in the gut, dropped him with a stunner. Ten seconds in, Owens wins. Yep. And he grabs the mic, uh, drops promo, again says, uh, Shane, you get too much TV time. Uh, fate has intervened. You wait a tombstone. So you're not going to come out here, um, but uh, Shane, you can kiss my ass, and and uh, you can go straight to hell. That's great. So we're definitely getting Kevin Owens versus Shane at SummerSlam, yeah. <laughs> and hopefully, as we talked about on the Friday show, this will start to write Shane off TV. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't, we don't is he doesn't need to be the it's focus anymore. It's just too much. It is, and you have so much talent. Like let the talent run. Let Drew have that role of top heel, yeah. not Shane. It's unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, next, Samoa Joe interviewing uh, Gorilla Position, um, talking about how he's going to exit. Extreme Rules as WWE Champion. Unfortunately for Samoa Joe, it didn't work out that way. 
There were some cool little story beats in this match. Uh, uh, Joe grabbed Kofi's hand at one point, and I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he was yelling at him. He's like, is this the hand something, something, something? And almost kind of does like a Pete Dunne finger thing. Takes Kofi ringside, puts his hand between the ring steps, and then stomps on him. Oh. That was cool. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of uh, Sasha Bailey. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Match where yeah. Sasha was working over Bailey's hand because she yep. broke it or something. Yeah, she broke her wrist. Um, and then later on, Kofi has SOS. Joe kicks out. There's a really cool spot where Joe uh, sinks in the coquina clutch, and Kofi tries to walk up the ropes to escape, but rather than kind of being able to walk up and then reverse and, yeah. and put Joe in a pinning predicament, uh, Joe just throws Kofi on the mat. So this, Joe's learning that if he's like, no, 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 let go. Yeah, just let go, slam you. Yeah, falls with a senton, gets the two, and it feels like the match is building, 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 and then Irish whip. Uh, Trouble in Paradise, Kofi wins. Yeah. Kind of an abrupt finish. But that was the uh, second abrupt finish. Yeah. I, whenever the, like, there's more than two or something, it's like everyone's doing abrupt finishes. But I know. Yeah, I was, I guess in that sense, like trying to see book how strong the Trouble in Paradise is, mm -hmm. which is fine. But I, I like this match. It was a good, solid match. Yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Just yeah. if, if it weren't for the abrupt finish, I would... I mean, it's two things. I'm kind of bummed that Joe keeps taking pins. Yeah. I mean, it would be kind of interesting if they had found a way to to, to have Kofi retain yet, uh, you know, have Joe, like, go crazy and get out of control and start stomping on the hand yeah. or something like that, whatever. The, and I thought, be. like, Joe's going to win, and then next thing you know, you hear Brock come in and cash in. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, this is going to set up Joe and Brock for SummerSlam, and then, like, they can carry this over into – when SmackDown goes to Fox exactly. on Friday, which exactly. I was like, okay, smart booking. You yeah, know? Yeah. Brock doesn't have to be the universal champion. Said he can contend with the WWE title. And then you can have Kofi in the mix there too. Mm -hmm. And then you can also get the New Day involved. Totally. And then Kofi can beat Brock or however they want to tell that story, just whatever. But then it just, yeah, Joe or Kofi just won. Yeah. And then what does it mean for Joe? Yeah. Just, Joe eats another loss. I know. Doesn't push his character anywhere. No, and and and, and the kind of the crummy thing is is it, we saw this with Joe's feud with AJ, where he'll lose, and then he's like, "Well, I, yeah, you beat me, but I'm just gonna essentially terrorize you and and or your family until you give me another match." And that's the thing. Like, we didn't get a lot of Joe terrorizing and like just destroying the new day or mm -hmm. any of that kind mm -hmm. of build. So it's like Joe said all this, and it just didn't mean anything. Yeah. False false threats. Yeah. And it's like when you see Joe like with AJ and him threatening his family and all that, that was great. This, it was great. It's like Joe said he's going to do it again. Kofi flips on the bird and just pretty and, much. Well, I mean, like the whole feud was rushed kind of. Yeah. Had like three weeks to do it. Yeah. We'll flip the bird. That's enough to get him in. That's edgy. Yeah. Uh, and then finally the main event. Uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans taking on Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. Uh, Becky and Seth had some matching green gear. Uh, adorable. <laughs> um, uh, and, like, this match was fun enough. It was fine. It was fine. It was better than I expected. There was that one spot where uh, Lacey had a chair. Becky had a chair. Lacey goes high. Becky goes for the gut. And then Lacey kind of just drops the chair and it bangs <laughs> Becky like, right in her head. Oh, poor Becky. She didn't bat an eye. No. She didn't flinch. She didn't no. do anything. She just kept on going. She She's fully, she likes to be the man. Yeah. Nothing bothers her. Nope. That's great. You saw her get concussed by, oh, uh, sorry, uh, Nia Jackson get yeah. busted open and she seemed to be reveling in it. That's right. Yeah. This picture right here. Yeah. Um, Loved it. 
so there were some weapons. We saw some chairs, some kendo sticks, some tables. tables. Uh, limited intergender action. We get to we'll get to that in a little bit. I guess we already mentioned that with yeah. Barry dropping Becky at the end of days. There was this cool spot where where Seth and Becky set up parallel tables. They both go to the top. Seth is standing on the ring post, whereas Becky's sitting on the top rope. Uh, Becky hits a leg drop on Lacey, sending her through one table. And then right after that, Seth, frog splash, puts Baron through the other one. That was cool. Yeah. Um, back in the ring, Seth goes for a stomp. Baron catches it, hits a powerbomb, and then rolls him through. I'm like, oh, hit the end of days. This yeah. match is over. Yeah. Um, hits a deep six. Becky comes in, breaks up the pin. And this is where, in this whole mess, Baron drops Becky with an end of days. And then Seth loses his mind. Grabs a kendo stick, destroys Baron with it. Chair, destroys Baron with it. Hits a stomp. Oh, this match is over. Not content. Another stomp. And another stomp. Then he finally wins. Yeah. Match is over. Yeah, so all it took was one end of days to make Seth go insane. Yeah. Like, kind of over the top. Yeah. It's like, really, you're that... Like, I guess that's showing how much Seth really loves Becky. Yeah. Even though it's like you showed their relationship on all these backstage segments. And they don't really feel like that intense, passionate love, but just like goofy. Well, as their love story has been written for him by WWE creative, yeah. now, you know. So then when Seth is like, no, all right, Seth, get really like intense. Well, there's that. <laughs> and then, and then like, I understand getting heel heat on Baron by having her having him hit Becky with the end of days, but then Becky's just like it's it's she's selling that move through the whole finish of the match. Seth is destroying Baron with a kendo stick and a chair and three stomps, and she has to be out there selling it and not be involved in the finish of the match. It kind of takes all. away her man character too. And then Brock comes down, cashes in, and she's still selling that move the yeah. whole time. Like how awesome. Have the main event play out how it did. Brock goes in there and cashes in. He has an F5 on Seth. Becky runs in, breaks up the pin. Yeah. DQ. Uh, uh, Brock cashes in but doesn't win. Yeah. Like, have Becky step up to Brock. Exactly. Like, ha- that's the real man moment. That's what people want to see. Yeah, that would have actually... That would have taken that match and just turned it up the excitement I know. more. Especially, like, Becky eating a finish. And then regaining herself and then, like, preventing Brock winning. Yeah. And then imagine if, like, Brock and her stare down. Yeah. And then somehow Seth is able to come back to life yeah, and yeah, take yeah. out Brock. And then, yeah. like, for whatever reason, they can find a way to work together. That way it shows a real connection relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And then, exactly. you know, maybe Becky takes out Heyman or something. Yeah. And that sets up Heyman chasing people to take, kind of like how he, uh, Heenan used to try to find characters to take out uh, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, yeah. Said he, then Heyman could have found girls to take out Becky. Becky, yeah. That would have been awesome. And brought up Shayna Baszler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that'd been good. What are you doing, WWE? <laughs> I know. I know. Instead, I don't know. I mean, like, either either the scenario where, okay, Baron hits the end of days on Becky. He gets the heat. Seth loses his mind. That all happens. He hits the three stomps. And after the third stomp, Becky comes in. Right as Seth, maybe they go for the pin. Bang, disarmor. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just something. Yeah. Yeah. Something so she's involved in the finish. Yeah. Instead of her or just, something or like she can eliminate Lacey Evans for trying breaking up the thing. Something. Just get her involved. Because so Lacey not, just is standing on the outside doing nothing. Yeah, she got ran up the apron or yeah. the, the ramp. But yeah. just to have Becky out there selling one end of days for the last 10 minutes of the show or five minutes or yeah, how long it was. Like now you're over, super overbooking. Yeah, this it's just, I don't know. 
She had enough time to come back. Totally. Like, you know, like, boom, she took a punch. She got legit knocked out by, or concussed by Nia Jax. Yeah. Nia Jax is a 270, 80-pound girl. Yeah. Just popped her in the nose. She's laughing and giggling about it. This is like, yeah, that's that that moment of her staying in the crowd all bloody. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. And just ever since the Royal Rumble, I just don't feel like they've really handled Becky's creative well. She's lost so much momentum. Yeah. It's tough. It's a bummer. Just there, there could have been a way to book the finish of that show where both uh, Seth and Becky had that moment to shine. Because now what's going to happen is it's going to be the Brock No Show show. Yeah, I know, and he's going to have a match against I don't know who at SummerSlam. And we're not going to see him until SummerSlam. Probably not. So the top title will not be on. We'll TV. see him maybe one or two weeks. We'll probably we'll probably see him to go home show to SummerSlam. Yeah. What like what are they going to do? Is Seth versus Brock, and then I mean, that's not exciting. Yeah, we've seen it already. And then what is Seth going to beat Brock to regain the title? He had to boot him in the nuts. Yeah, and drop him with like four stomps. Yeah, so what if we get the same thing? And then it's like it's redundant, and then you're just not going over Seth. You're not – because I want to see some Seth Rollins performances. I know. Like we're – like AEW is kind of giving us the top performances of their stars. I know, and I feel like Seth is kind of – he's put in a position where he has to wrestle more or less the same match every week. Yeah. And he's great. I love Seth Rollins. He's one of the best wrestlers in the whole world. And he's been talking smack to Mm -hmm. all the main guys that are killing it right now. Yeah, I know. Osprey. I know. Like – He says he's not going to do that anymore though. Because they tell him not to do that anymore. Hey, we're, we're, we're booking you to wrestle this style, so if you keep saying you're the best, then – all the fans are going to make fun of you and the pace that we have you doing. Yeah. Not showing what you really could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, man. Give us the... Just there's them. heel moments. When Seth was a heel, he would have these crazy matches where he's wrestling kind of super-duper Two-Face. Yeah. Like, just two two faces for his heel yeah, 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 he's yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it, like, as far as his moveset. Dude, how he, he was hitting, like, matches, yeah. a 450 splash, land yeah. on his feet, rolling. Oh, gosh. Like, I remember the moment in The Shield when I became a Seth Rollins fan. There was this, I can't remember the match who was against, but he was in the shield when they were heels. And he goes and he does a tope, hits somebody in the process of that, lands on his feet, gets back in the ring, runs to the opposite of the ring, does the same exact thing, lands on his feet again. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This guy is incredible. Does a top rope suplex, yeah. lands, rolls back, does another suplex. Yeah. Like, or to a Falcon's arrow. Yeah. Like, are you guys afraid of that, Seth? Like, I know. Like, what? And like I feel like a suicide. And this isn't. A, I almost makes it sound like I'm talking crap about Seth because I love Seth. I think he's amazing. And that's we're not doing that. We're no, just no, no. promoting what he really can and should be doing. I feel like his like they say to, to your suicide dives like half speed. Yeah. Like I feel like he can do him like a Kira Tozawa, like yeah, just full like on abandon. Boom, boom. Yeah. Same lucha guys. That, or maybe they he do full sprint. They hit you. They land on the feet. They come back. They do another. Maybe one. he's a Dragon Lee style. Maybe that knee injury kind of made him dial it back a little bit when he blew out his knee. I but don't know when he. A sunset to a powerball on yeah, I Kane. Know. I know. I, I mean, you would assume that Kane's weight was what bugged him, but no, it's just the way he flipped over yeah, his on foot. Inside landed. of his foot, yeah. And on the inside of his foot, blew out his ACL. Yeah, it was a bummer. But anyway, Seth is great. I don't want to make it sound Seth like I'm is all, I, I want Seth. my old I want Seth true Seth. True yes, Seth. exactly. Like early Shield Seth. And it's not, we're not, I'm not, I'm not saying we're knocking. I'm just, no. I like that version. Same. But, you know, I don't know. I think maybe they just want to. Do more character stuff with him so that they have more longevity with him, maybe. Let's well, do better character stuff with him because this character stuff is it's it's really not like it. cringy. It's not cutting Geeky right now. Geeky Seth isn't my Seth. No. 
Same. Anyways, enough of that. It was actually a relatively enjoyable show. It was me middle of the road, but it wasn't bad by any stretch. Yeah, of it was okay. I, yeah, it was all right. Maybe later this week I'll get a chance to watch Fight for the Fallen and Evolve and all these and both the G One shows over the weekend. There's a lot of wrestling. yeah. Evolve, Shotzi Blackheart, crazy dive. That's the dive. suicide dive. There. That's the suicide dive. Exactly. Literally, she dove on no one. Yeah, well, a couple of chairs. On chairs. Now it's the point in the show. That I have to bid Cal farewell. Oh. It's been two amazing weeks, my friend. Um, I can't thank you enough. Um, it's been incredible. I appreciate everything, 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 everything. You've gone above and beyond. You've been so generous with your time and your knowledge and your insight. And uh, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure sharing this desk with you. I look forward to it. I get the opportunity to do it again. Even if Steve's actually in that seat, and we have to like shoehorn you in right? here yeah, somewhere. somewhere, somewhere around here. I don't know. We're gonna work. We, yeah. need, we need a better layout here. But truly, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Larson. Thank you so much for having me. It, it it's fun to. Really, I got to know you more. I got to know the friendos more, and like, you know, staying up Steve's place for a little bit. I feel like I got to know him a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh no, man, it's been such a great experience. The friendos, it. It, for a lot of it, it's for me, it's been lacking on getting recognition for mm-hmm. a lot of things I've done. I'm not one to try to put over the, the stuff I've done because some of the stuff I've done, I'm, I wanted, I'm, some, I'm not really too proud of it, but I want to show how much I can really do. And actually having an audience, you, the friendos that legit care, it, my motivation to be a better performer, be more of a personality has turned up so awesome. much. And it's coming on this show that's flipped another gear for me mm-hmm. and it, it's motivating and it's great. And it's just, it's nice to finally feel that nice welcome feeling it, Cause it's hard depending on where you live and the Indies Indies mm-hmm. is not easy. Mm-hmm. It is not easy and you have to be lucky. And I feel very lucky right now to be sitting in this chair, sitting with you and being with the friendos recording this final last episode for the moment. I might be in hibernation, but I'll come out of it. And then Steve's going to be back and Mm -hmm. it'll be nice to have Steve back and just, and be cool to be part of this show with Steve here as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to say, thank Steve too. Mm -hmm. Like, cause it was his idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was your idea, but it seemed like it was his idea to yeah, yeah, ask yeah. me to get me well, on the Well, he's like, what you, what he says to me, what do you think about Cal? I was like, okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's good. And it's perfect because, you know, I'm, I'm not doing anything at the moment. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come on the mm-hmm. show and be a part of the team. And it feel, I feel like I am like Oh, definitely. Team. I yeah. mean, I, I say that door is always open and that's honest and yeah. sincere. You're always welcome to come, no, come absolutely, back anytime. Absolutely. And when you're done with the keto business, yeah, that we can enjoy. we're going to go next door to the pub. Yeah. Beer's on me. I would love it. It would uh, be so much fun. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I will say this. There will be future pro wrestling stuff that we will include you guys in more. Oh. I think uh, there's some stuff that we can do to get Frendo Road going again. Yes, we have something different. I think, and I think the Frendos really like that. Yeah, I think so too. It's another side of like you guys' person. Totally, the creative aspect that you yeah, because you guys are super creative. We don't get to do the filmmaking stuff very much, and that was a nice outlet. So, and then it's like we have. I gave you guys some of my backdrops that we can totally use. I mean, I'm I'm leaving it there because I'm going to get them back. Okay, so I got to come back to do some filming. There you go. Finally, do some promo stuff with Grizzly Cow Jack. So you have normal cow right here, but you don't really. Get to see Grizzly often, and I don't get a chance to cut promos the way I've always wanted to. Now, with going in raw, Steven Larson, that's what's about, and I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. You know, I have an idea.
Yeah. We'll end, we'll end the show on this because maybe this will inspire you even more. You have those those backdrops, the woodland backdrops. Yeah. Where's my directions at? There's a river down there with real trees yeah. and real water. Yeah. We could shoot stuff out we there. We could shoot tons of stuff. We're right by the, the American River? Tr- correct, yes. The American River right here. The lifeblood of the, the Sacramento life Valley. Sacramento Valley. That's probably the Sacramento River. But the American River feeds in the Sacramento yeah, River. Yeah, you know what? Rough and ready where I shoot, pretend from, Caljack. It's not too far from here. Either. There you go. And but before I finish, friendos, if you want to stay in touch with your grizzly pal Caljack, yes, I'm officially on the Friendoverse, which is on Facebook. But you can also follow me on Instagram at Cal K A L underscore Jack J A K. I almost said C J A K. No C's though, because we're not average. Not underscore. average. Uh, you guys can. I think on the YouTube thread, I did comment a lot of the stuff under my. Caljack under my YouTube thing. Just type Caljack. You'll see me holding my grizzly head or whatever, uh, my little picture thing. That's for sure me. And yeah, follow me on YouTube. Yes. I will post more matches. Um, definitely gonna do more match style. That's going to make the friendos happy. If you guys want me to do stuff in a match, I'll try to incorporate it. And if you see something I've done that you like, just know I did it for you. And also, you guys follow me on Twitter. Same thing, Cal underscore Jack. And also uh, Instagram, same thing. I brought that up already. And also, final thing, Pro Wrestling Tees. You guys, if you want to buy Grizzly Cowjack shirts, please, by all means, your support means a lot. We're just, you know, I'm a hungry independent wrestler. Having you guys buy shirts shows support for me, which gives me motiva- more motivation to do more for you guys. Shows me support. You could be wearing a Grizzly Cowjack show at an indie promotion. You might catch somebody's eye. Who knows? It could lead more future opportunities for totally. me. And that's what I like about the Friendiverse. You guys create a lot for the guys that you support. Whether they know it or not, I definitely know it now. So whatever happens with me in the future, if something big happens and I see you guys at a show, which I know will happen, your guys' support makes me want to perform even better and harder. So, yeah, Friendos, please buy a shirt, prowrestlingtees.com slash Kaljak, K-A-L-J-A-K. No C's because we're not average, and none of the Friendos are, and that's no. why I love you guys. They're the best, absolutely. They best. are the best, absolutely. Well, it is bittersweet that uh, we end the show. Um, looking forward to doing a lot more with you, bud. I, I really hope so. Man. Larson, you've been the best, man. Thank you so much. You're the best, Cal. Oh, you You're the best. You're the best. You're the best. Look, we, we're wearing wing shirts. We are. We're, we're just on the same page. We are. Crazy. And we share a brain now. I think we it do. It took two weeks, but we now share a brain. Yeah, now totally. we do. Uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Uh, this next week, uh, it's all, uh, we did a bunch of uh, pre-recorded stuff. So any, unless anything major breaks. Uh, you'll get a bunch of best ofs this week yep. from uh, Steve and I. He'll be magically back in this chair, yeah. even though he's still in the United Kingdom. Um, we'll be back uh, with live shows on the 22nd, I believe, a week from tomorrow. Yes, the 22nd. Um, we'll be back rock and rolling as we have been uh, for the last however many years. Until then, friendos, and I usually say this in my promos, but I'll say it right now. I will catch you on the flip side. Bye, everybody. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. 
repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.